Hello and welcome to Everything Scary at 3 a.m. My name is Mandy and with me as always is the amazing John. I am. I, uh, I was trying to go for the Magnificent John for a while, but uh, it just it wasn't playing well. The magician. Yep. It sounds like a magician. Name. I know. It is. It's like, you know, aha! <laughs> welcome! I'm the amazing John! <laughs> But anyway, it's uh, it's it's a new year, new year, new <laughs> movies, same old terror, uh, and we are going to be watching something that's not from this year, but it's going to be from 2017 with The Ritual, which I've been talking about forever, and John has like dragged his feet on seeing this movie. I don't know why it's so good. It's because I want to wait until like it, because every time I see a trailer for it, it seems like cold. I think everybody's wearing a beanie. I think they're all out in the middle of the forest. <laughs> so you I'm like, to I want it to be cold. I want to have that immersion. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, either Which, way, yeah. and, I'm super excited about it. And the thing is, is that I should be excited about this one because the guy who wrote it, or not wrote it, directed it, is uh, David Bruckner. Um, he has done a new one called The, the Night House, which I'm really excited about, but he was also do, did a segment in VHS. Uh, that one was Amateur Night. I don't remember exactly that one, but I, I do remember... I never saw VHS, to be honest. I do remember his segment in Southbound. He's the guy who di directed The Accident, the one where the dude hits the girl and he tries to save her. Oh my god, that one was like freaking traumatizing. just terrifying, and it was... Ugh. Ugh. It, was, it, was so, it was so good, and so very believable. Uh, the gore in it was a bit much. I'm not a big uh, gore fan, but... It was it was very very well done. My issue with it was that it was the most realistic of all the uh, the things that happened. Yes. And it was like, oh well, we're not going to pay attention to that anymore. And I was like, Ugh, but now the rest of the movie seems dull in comparison. Well, I didn't think so. I didn't think it was I dull. Did. Okay. <laughs> it could have been okay. so much better. Well, I what for Southbound? Yes. You love Southbound. I do love Southbound. I'm just saying that they could have had more of this kind of stuff going All right, on. Alright, whatever. Anyways, he did a good job. Good job, David Bruckner. Um, and then we have writer Joe Barton, uh, who actually wrote uh, I Boy, My Days of Mercy, um, and an Invasion. Right? And this is adapted from the uh, the the novel by uh, Adam Neville, who uh, is well known for doing a lot of uh, uh, horror stuff, or at least when I go to his Wikipedia page, he seems to be well known for doing horror stuff. <laughs> I, I don't know this guy directly, but I, I think I've seen him uh, tangentially because I, I think I've, I've had recommendations from for his books when I've been looking at things like um, uh, any of the uh, Adam uh, Caesar uh, books and, and some of the other horror novels that I've been trying to get into. Um, you know, so it's it's interesting to see him, and I'm, I'm hoping that this is going to be... For, for me, I haven't watched this movie, so I'm hoping that it's going to be good. It's fantastic. Uh, it is uh, starring Rafe Spall. Spall? Spall? Rafe? I, I feel bad because now I'm his like, Rafe Spall. His, his Rafe Spall. Rafe, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, he is actually, I think he's C in Men in Black International. So if you watch the Men in Black International movie, uh, I feel sorry for you. But uh, he was C in that one. He was also in Jurassic uh, World Fallen Kingdom. And he was in the BFG uh, from uh, Spielberg uh, and Disney back in the day, big friendly giant. <laughs> yeah, not not the big friggin' giant. Uh, yeah, it was, it was yeah. completely different. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> also got uh, Ashir Ali, uh, who was in Four Lions. He was in Beaver Falls. He was in the Darkest Universe. Um, the Darkest Universe. Hmm? Arsher Ali. Arsher. Yeah. Oh, okay. It might be Ashir or something like that, but um, Ali. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I remember Four Lions being a thing. So yeah. that was a... I don't remember any of those. No, nah, neither do I. And then it's got, finally, Robert James Collier, um, who is Thomas 
in uh, Downton Abbey. Uh, he's also in The Fight and uh, Spike Island, but he was really they're really pushing the Downton Abbey uh, aspect for him. But well, that's that's he, definitely I've definitely heard Downtown Abbey rather than the other two. He I think he's been in there for like forever. I think oh, he's like one of the main characters now yeah, too. That's probably why then. And they also had the movie that just came out too. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but uh, we're gonna be watching this one. Hopefully, we can find it on <laughs> one of our streaming services because they keep yoinking the uh, the movie out from under me whenever I'm trying to watch him. So I'm getting getting a little salty about that whole situation. I mean, there's no little here. John is straight up like saltier than the Dead Sea. Whenever oh yeah, that happens. Yeah, you could literally, if you came into our house, you would just float because of the the salt. <laughs> it's so salty. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, we're gonna go try to find it. Uh, whenever we come back, we'll let you know where you can find it. And we will be right back. Rob would have loved this place. He's a good man. The best of us. You know they have walking trails in England? Pubs. Come on, man. Where's your soul? Ah! Oh, oh, it's twisted. It's twisted. Ah! All right. Yep. Oh, easy, ah! easy. Look, we go southwest through here. We cut the journey in half. Or through the forest. Yeah, why not? Should have gone to Vegas. Oh, you'd have found something to fall over in Vegas too, mate. Now, is it me, or is it really quiet in here? <laughs> it's been gutted. Could be hunters out here. Or bait, possibly. Or it's the bit they don't show you in the nature documentary. It's a warning. We shouldn't be here. Where the hell are we, Huds? We should pitch the tents. This is ridiculous, man. Luke, you're getting soaked. Did you hear that? No, I didn't hear anything. Come on. It was a nightmare, Phil. Well, what happened to you then? We got spooked and we had bad dreams, all right? I woke up last night. Look, look at this. Nothing has done that to you. You've done it to yourself. Why do you have to deny everything I because say? Because I do not value your judgment. We need to be working together, man. So, um, hmm. How did you feel about it? It's it's a it's it's a digestive movie. I've got to I've got to take a while. I've got to process it. Um, but uh, I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed a lot of the stuff that they had in there, and I, I do like the the despair and the feelings of guilt that they kept going with. Because mm-hmm. that was that was one of the things is they 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 found the theme and they stuck to it and they kept going with it the whole time. So you felt. Like there was an arc, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so you, you get a really kind of a nice thing. So we get um, uh, five guys uh, in a pub uh, talking about uh, where they're going to be going for a 
lads vacation i guess they just they go on vacation every you know so often so they were talking about different places that they're gonna go check out it's uh a dude trip and one of them uh, is uh, this guy named Rob. And he's like, well, no, I think we should go up this. It's called the King's Trail in Sweden. Uh, and he's uh, like, he's he's kind of gung-ho about it. He wants to test himself out there and all this other kind of stuff. And uh, the rest of the guys are not feeling it very much. But they're like, eh, we'll, we'll, you know, maybe. Uh, we'll think about it. But uh, the uh, the main guy, I want to say he's Lou. Luke. 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 Uh, played by uh, Rafe Spell. I'm just going to call him Rafe because it's a hell of a lot of fun to say Rafe. Mm-hmm. Rafe. When am I going to get to be able to call him Rafe, too? I'm just like, you know, ah, uh, there's there's not a whole lot of movies where it's like a guy named Rafe. But, um, <laughs> so Rafe uh, is, you know, out on a better. I guess they, you know, the one thing that they never really did uh, acknowledge is the alcoholism. Yeah. Just straight so, up alcoholism. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, so they're walking around. They're wanting to get a bottle uh rafe is is in particular wants to get a bottle the rest of them don't really want to do it they all want to go home uh because they're getting older uh that's one of the other themes that's that's in this at the very beginning is that um they want to not be 21 year old party boys well, they, anymore well they also they kind of don't want it and they want it uh, in that situation but they're they they realize that they're not they're getting older uh, it's kind of sad because uh, uh, Rafe doesn't doesn't want to acknowledge that at all. Uh, so he goes into a liquor store. They're having a conversation, and this is the, it's a very well done sequence because Rob follows like he he's able to convince Rob to come with him. They go into this liquor store. They're having a conversation, and then Rob stops talking. Then Rafe looks over, and we see the uh, the poor counter girl beating the shit uh, on the ground, like staring at them in like utter terror. As two robbers come out, one of them with I don't know, like some kind of knife or something. I, all I know is the steel, the steel pole or whatever. Or, or yeah, it was something weird. Um, but they're like, you know, oh, you're gonna give us this. They're gonna leave the. So uh, Rafe uh, hides behind uh, the one of the liquor, and it's a very small liquor store. So I mean, that's that was one of the things that I kind of thought was interesting. It's a single. He hides at the end of the aisle. Yeah, it's it's two aisles. Like there's two different aisles with a, a center divider in between them and he hides behind that center divider which he's not doing a very good job at but apparently the robbers are freaking psychotics because they're they immediately kill rob uh he he they try to get his ring off of him and he's just like no i'm not gonna give you my ring please and uh the uh the crazy one with the fucked up eye i guess he had a fucked up eye or something uh just cracks him across the face and that's probably why i was thinking he had a knife or something like that it must have just been mm-hmm. a pipe it was it was a pipe and he, he hits him in the face and then he hit him again yeah um, and, it, and it was he, sad because rob is slightly getting up and then the bad guy hits him again and then robs him and then he's o- he's obviously yeah. dead he's yeah. quite dead uh and then we wake up six months later while they're on the king's trail camping uh with the four like the four remaining guys are, are out there it's important to note also that that Rafe saw this whole thing yes. and didn't do anything. He, he cowered in the corner, and it, it's it's something that apparently is is very much guilting on him. Uh, but the, what they do is they they follow the king's trail. They go up to an area. They uh, do a, a little uh, you know, in this situation. It's a ritual. Uh, they <laughs> put his uh, picture up. They put a dog. I guess I don't know what the dog was for. Uh, and then they pour out a little bit. They drink some, you know, they got a fire thing going on. And then uh, they're like, oh, let's, you know, head on back. So it starts raining. They uh, start walking back. And one of their number hurts themselves. He uh, Fs up his knee. 
really um, bad. Really bad, because we see it, and it's bruised to hell. It's uh, like, oh, God. But it's not broken. He says it's twisted. It's I want to say he, like, tore his... He said it was his meniscus. Yeah, and he apparently he's done it before. But I was like, oh, God. Uh, it was just it was just painful looking. Yeah. And uh, so what they decided is they are 14 hours away from the lodge uh, where they are registered with. So they are going to go... Uh, through, like, instead of going around the trail, which will take them up and down and all those other places, uh, they'll go straight through the forest next to the lodge and they will get there. Uh, faster is the concept. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's a horror movie, so horror movie logic says, no, don't do that. Yeah. But they do that. Uh, and as soon as they walk into the forest, uh, they're... Uh, the compass toss <laughs> The compass toss <laughs> You're just like, okay. You know, uh, there needs to be a rule. If we're walking through a place and suddenly the camp, the compass stops working, you, we leave. Yeah, we just leave. Like, just turn right Horror around. movie rules. Just it's turn like, oh, right around. Wait, wait, wait. Walk back out. The compass stopped working. Turning around right now, Captain. Uh, but they don't. Uh, and then they proceed to walk. And they walk and they walk and they walk. And crazy stuff is, there's no sounds, but there are sounds. It's, it's creepy. Uh, until... It starts raining very heavily, and it's nighttime, and it's spooky, and they're like, oh, God, we got to find a place to, to stay for the night, and they walk, and they walk, and they walk, and they find a abandoned cabin in the woods to which they go inside. Um, and it's, they're trying to get out of the elements, yeah, obviously. It's, it's been raining, and it's one of the best parts about this movie is that they, they do a very good job with... One, it's I don't know if they blue shifted it, if everything's just blue like that normally, or if they put a filter on or something, but it's very... Very cold. It is a cold movie. Mm -hmm. Everything that they have is low-toned colors. And everything else, everything in this movie screams, it's friggin' cold. Yeah. Um, up until the end, which even with the the lights, even the lights, uh, the, the handheld flashlights that they have are cold. Yeah, they were blue. Cold lights. Um, but they're inside of this little creepy, you know, I guess it hadn't been in the, it feels like it's a cabin from like the 1800s. And it's been it's, abandoned for yeah. quite a while. It's got a, a black powder rifle in there. It doesn't have any like trappings of modern humanity, so it seems like a very like you know, old, crazy guy in the Rocky Mountains kind of kind of feel. Um, they go, they're, they're looking for things to burn. So that way they can, you know, To warm start up. up the stove. Because there is a stove in there, which I thought was, like, interesting. But uh, they're, they're looking for things so that they can burn it. Uh, they find a couple of things. One of them is uh, a couple of runic necklaces uh, out. Uh, and they're kind of spooked by that. But then they go upstairs. And inside one of the rooms is an effigy. This thing is kind of spooky. It looks like a uh, torso with antlers for hands. And some kind of, I guess they were hands on the bottom. Now oh, I'm thinking be. about it. So yeah. it's 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 being held aloft by a pair of hands, wooden hands, uh, that are, are holding it up. Uh, and it's spooky as hell. Uh, they stay out there and uh, they're like, okay, well, we'll just go to sleep and hopefully we'll get out of here the next night. So um, <laughs> when they go to sleep, uh, in the middle of the night, um, Rafe uh, is awakened by a bright light to which um, is also... Extremely cold because it's the fluorescent lights from the liquor store uh, that are outside. He walks outside, and it's it's a very. I really suggest watching this movie uh, if even if you don't believe in our our kind of setup here. Uh, but like you're like I don't care about that recommendation. Why would I watch this movie? Blah blah blah. Uh, but if you're like that, the one thing I want you to to watch is is to just 
kind of enjoy what they have done with the liquor store out in the forest. Uh, we're constantly brought back to this liquor store, but it's got different things that are going on. One uh, In this one, the, the floor is a forest floor. And there's like a couple of branches and some other stuff on there. Yeah. Um, there's like, you know, it's, it's very much, this is the liquor store that you're in. But it's also like... The forest. It, the forest. So it's it's kind of spoopy. Um, <laughs> Luke, uh, or Luke, uh, you know, Rafe, is uh, sitting there uh, looking around. He sees the, the back door and then he looks towards himself and one of the whole liquor store's shelves pulls away completely, revealing that he is actually walking around in... The, uh, the, uh, the forest, the forest. Uh, I guess the rain quit and it's the morning now. Uh, and he begins to hear the screaming of his friends. Uh, he does check himself though, before he goes inside and he sees that he's got several puncture wounds, uh, above his, the left side of his chest or the right side. It was the right side. It was like chest. right in the middle. I thought. Yeah. And it was something like that. It was on the, the part where his heart would not be. There was a couple, like probably four. Yeah. Four or five. Four big, just drippy holes. You know, like uh, something like burrowed something into him. Like something bit him, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he uh, he runs inside. Um, one of the guys, Hutch, unfortunately, who is the uh, their, their very... Their leader. Yeah. He's he's the very much the take charge guy. One guy is, is has pissed himself, which is hilarious. Uh, another guy is screaming for his wife. Uh, that one would be dumb, I think. That's Tom. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Phil. Phil, who was the person who discovered the effigy upstairs. And and offered to pay $1,000 for somebody it, to go sleep up there with it. Yeah, I, no, no, to sleep with it. Yeah, there was a little bit. Because <laughs> oh. the one thing that they do really good in this movie is the camaraderie between everybody. Um, this the They feel like people who probably hung out for a while at least you know you would you would not be surprised if you're like oh yeah no we we knew each other growing up but, you know some movies they do that it's like oh yeah no i i grew up with this person and you're like there is absolutely no chemistry there's nothing going on in this one they have things happening like uh they're yelling at each other and uh talking about like how one got a hand job in a, a volkswagen like bus and you know, it was like oh, i, I could have lived without hearing that bro and it's, it's very uh just natural sounding uh but anyway uh so dom is 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 freaked out on the floor screaming for his wife and phil uh who had offered for paying for the the sleeping with the effigy is upstairs praying to it naked uh which was interesting that's uh that was a uh ali uh and he he did a good job uh too everybody does a good job in this movie um at this point, they go outside, they, they get up, they get ready, and they're like, we're not they're talking about this, we're going to get the hell out of here. Yeah. They look outside, and around the cabin now, and I, I don't know if they had looked before, the night before, I, in fact, I think he did. I think uh-huh. uh, Rafe had been checking around all over the damn place, he didn't see any. Uh, but now, all of the trees around the cabin have uh, runes uh, inscribed into them. Uh, so that's a warning, that's spooky. Uh, and then there's a path. Well, they decide that they're going to go down the path because the, the pissy Dom, who is the guy who busted his leg, uh, decides that he wants to do that one. So they follow for some god-awful reason. Uh, and as it continues, they realize that they're effing lost. Uh, that was, like, they are clearly, clearly lost. Very, and very lost. to the point where they, they're, they're really spooked out, they're walking around, uh, we get another something creepy happening at night. Uh, you know, it's, it's still, Rafe unfortunately keeps waking up in the, the liquor store. Um, and then we get to a point where they find a 
uh, it's a, a tent or something that is buried in this area uh, with like a couple of shoes, a couple of other things, uh, and a wallet. And inside the wallet is a set. It's like a family set. It seems like the wallet came from like the mid '80s, so they're not really happy about that one. Uh, they do at this point decide that they're going to go ahead and uh, rest for the night. Uh, and then in the morning, what's going to happen is because Dom's leg is not getting any better, um, Hutch is going to send Rafe uh, out with uh, the compass, which I'm like, the compass wasn't working, bro. Uh, but, you know, that's me. The With the compass, the map, and everything else so that they, he can find help because Rafe is the strongest amongst the rest of them at this point. Um, which I think is hilarious because you not only is... Hutch seems like the guy who's going to be taking charge and, and doing it or something like that. But I guess he wants to make sure that they're okay. But uh, Rafe is running around. He's been smoking this entire time. Yeah. Every 10 seconds, the guy is smoking. And I'm like, geez, dude. Okay, I get it. You're nervous, but come on. You having trouble hiking? I wonder why. He's, he's not having trouble hiking. He must be in amazing shape. For real. To be uh, huffing those down every 10 seconds. Uh, so they take, a, they take a nap. They set everything down. Um, and uh, Rafe is in his cab... His, uh, tent. His tent... Uh, he's freaking out, but he's also, you know, like just, he's trying to, trying to rest. He hears uh, crazy ass noises. So he looks outside and it's another dream where he's stuck in the, uh, the bar, uh, liquor store, the liquor store. Uh, and as he's, uh, looking out there, uh, he's, it's very much him in the same kind of position and everything else that he was while he was in the actual liquor store to begin with. And is this the one where we get the coward? Yes. Yes. Or no. Yes. 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 So he looks at the uh, the bad guys who uh, killed his friend, and they look back at him and they call him a coward. And he spooks out and he wakes up because Hutch is screaming. And he, we look outside that his his tent has been torn up, uh, and uh, he's he is missing. They go trying to chase him. They can't find him uh, to where they have to sit and wait for the morning. They wait till the morning. Then they they can't find their tents, so they're very low on supplies. Uh, and that's when they do find Hutch's dead body hung from a tree. Now, we had seen earlier in the movie a, a deer carcass uh, that was hung up in a tree, split uh, wide open. Unfortunately, Hutch is the same way. Uh, they are able to pull him down. They are able to get the compass, but they don't have the map. Uh, so they are just like, I, we got to go on. We got to move on. Mm -hmm. And at this point, this is whenever Rafe actually takes over the leader, the leadership role. Yes. Um, we, we have had kind of an issue before this uh, between him and Dom and, and kind of the rest of them. Uh, they somewhat blame him for the death of the guy in the liquor store. They flat out blame him. Yeah, but even Hutch is just like, I don't know how it would be. He's trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, and I don't blame them because it's it's a terrible thing and it's easy to start blaming people for those kind of things. And it may be his fault or it may not be. It's just, it's one of those situations. Anyway. We'll back talk, to, well, I'll give you my, my opinion whenever we're done summing yeah. up the thing. Uh, we get to the point where um, <laughs> Phil goes up up into uh, a ridge. Uh, no, not Phil. Um, Rafe. Rafe goes up into to a ridge. They're, they're falling around. They do see some... some uh, habitation, uh, little marks of, of people. There's like shoes and stuff like that. Uh, they run up a hill and they see the lodge and then they also see a couple of, of fires in the distance. And they're like, oh hey, we can just get up here. Uh, they walk down. Unfortunately, Phil gets nabbed by the uh, the creature, which it is a fairly large creature. I want to say 11 to 12 feet tall. Um, and it grabs him and it's this creepy looking moose. We don't get to see it very well it at says, that it, point. It says, Phil. Yeah. Like, and then as soon as he turns around, it the, goes yoink. It, 
it grabs him up and it kills him. And it kills him, yeah. Uh, then uh, we got Rafe and then we got Dom left. Uh, they're very freaked out, but they decide that they're going to have to huff it. They start huffing it, uh, and as they huff, they run into the fire area, which is a path. Uh, we had seen some of the stumps earlier um, that are these lit little torches uh, along this path. And they run. They run uh, along the path until they find a village uh, where they kick open the door, and then somebody kicks them in the face. They wake up a little bit later. They are tied up, and... Uh, <laughs> just it's awful these creepy people walk inside uh one of them is an old lady who shows uh that she has the same marking on her chest that uh rafe has uh the same little hole things uh and unfortunately uh dom is just getting the shit kicked out of him because he doesn't have a little hole yeah he is clearly uh to be sacrificed we find that out from a little blonde lady who I think is the little blonde lady from the uh, the wallet from the the mid eighties. Um, it would make sense to tie that in there. So honestly, yes. I think you're probably right. Uh, well, it also kind of gives us the the idea because she looks the same that she did in the photo from the mid eighties. She explains later that um, this thing that they're going to be sacrificing Dom to is a Jotun, uh, which from what I remember is supposed to be just giants, but apparently it's a bastard offspring of, uh, of Loki. It's a, a local god. Uh, and what it does is it, uh, in return for sacrifices and worship, it... Uh, makes you live forever. Yeah, it makes them live forever. Uh, the best way I can also say is, yeah, it makes you live forever. We find that out a little bit later. Mm -hmm. Even if you're gross and yeah, yeah. nothing but bones and but they are going to be sacrificing dom to it uh they take dom out uh they tie him up to this little y stump uh the uh dom is getting tired of the shit because it's, he's out there for like several hours it becomes dark uh then everybody gets on their knees he looks up and hey it's his wife and everyone's like oh my god it's my wife but what he, are you doing here but he actually does tell he's... rafe about the, his nightmare which mm. was exactly what is going to happen. He also does tell Rafe to uh, burn this whole damn place down, you know, yeah, as he goes. Like, burn this motherfucker down. He's like, damn right, I'm going to burn this motherfucker down. Uh, which uh, is is kind of what starts happening. So what we see is from uh, Dom's perspective is that Gail comes out, his wife uh, comes out, touches him on the face, and then it turns out, nope, it's the Jotun uh, who is holding him by these weird dead hands. Imagine a, uh, a giant... Reindeer uh, is the best way I can say, or a moose, or elk, or an elk. Yeah, uh, and instead of the head portion, the head portion is there, but it's also got a uh, like a person torso attached to it, and then it also has hands. But the hands are actually antlers. Where the yeah, well, there's there's hands that are antlers, and then there are hands that where the feet would be uh, hold things. Yeah. So it's this very like creepy and there's like a thing. face and like where the groin would be i guess yeah two the... two glowing eyes that are out we don't really see the face but we do see the glowing hands the glowing eyes i mean uh it was it's fairly nasty and then dom gets pierced onto a tree uh it's at this point that uh rafe gets tired of this shit he breaks his finger uh goes outside <laughs> goes uh he's he's hearing them with all the 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 things and the, the rituals, the rituals is happening. So he goes upstairs to see what the hell's going on. He grabs a torch and he opens this door, and inside it are the mummified corpses 
Well, I guess mummified I guess, villagers because yeah. they're not corpses. They're not really they're not, corpses. They're they're not they are dead. alive. They are, and they are still praying. There's a little congregation in there of just people who are praying still, but they are mummified, and they are they've got like tree branches growing out of their head. They, uh, you know, some of them don't even have faces anymore. Yeah, they're horrifying. Uh, but they are all still alive. I don't think you're allowed to die uh, at that point. I think you're just left in there, mm-hmm. and they, they, you just pray all day. Uh, and apparently, uh, praying to uh, the monstrous Jotun uh, also increases the kerosene content of your body because uh, as soon as Rafe touches that torch to, to one of them, whoosh, it goes up in flames. Like, I was like, damn, all these people are made out of lighter fluid. Oh my god. Or, you know, just branches. We're just wrapped in oily rags. <laughs> it was, like... So the whole the whole thing goes up in flames. Um it starts to burn them really bad. They they had been mumbling at this point, and then it starts screaming. Yeah, and then uh, Rafe heads downstairs. Um, the has the gun or gets a gun. The the beast screams from the outside, and he rushes forward. Uh, several of the villagers are outside, and they immediately drop down uh, to start praying to it. Um, but it, the beast doesn't care and the, kills all of them. I I don't know if it killed everybody, but it did definitely kill the blonde. Yeah, like it scooped um, her eyeballs out. Yep, scooping it's an eyeball scooper. Uh, there's a there's a very it's it's very much the way that you would react in this situation. You don't have any shoes. You're trying to find a gun. You grab a gun. You're not really sure how to use it. He's trying to put the the bullets in. It's not working. One of the guys is like talking to him, trying to get him to calm down, and then he shoots that guy. He starts trying to leave, and then there's another guy with an axe that's not looking at him at all. Starts looking at the uh, the creature. Doorway, yeah. So, uh, so Rafe grabs the axe that that guy had and busts through one of the walls. After seeing the creature. Yeah, because he's like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> the creature's at the front door, uh, like, p- pushes his hands in, like, the Like holds it's crawling the do- in, yeah. Yeah, like, to hold the door frame. So, uh, and, uh... he busts out through the back door, uh, proceeds to run towards the forest, kind of, like, stumbles, trips, falls, turns around, and then we see what the creature actually looks like, the full form of yeah. the creature. And it, it's not, it's it's still tall. It's about 12 feet tall, but it's not as intimidating as it was before in the firelight. I think it was pretty freaking intimidating. It, it's very ugly, but the, then the, he shoots it. And the it backbone, is a, the spine is like... Extremely curved. Yeah, and piercing, like pointing out of its out of its skin. It's just, it's creepy. It's mm-hmm. it's very, very creepy. Well, my, my favorite part about that, though, is that he does shoot it. And it goes, Bleh! and then it starts running after him. And as it's running after him... Uh, Rafe, unfortunately, has another hallucination where he sees a bunch of fluorescent lights and on the sides of everything are the, uh, of this path that he's following, uh, is, uh, liquor store, like, shelves full of liquor. It's so cool, though, because the way that they do it is, like, the fluorescent lights are hanging from the trees. Yeah. And so he runs through this, uh, he does get gut checked by the, uh, the, <laughs> the, the Jotun at this point. Uh, and it grabs him and it forces him to its knees and he like gets it it gets in this weird little pose with its hands and its antler arms and all this other stuff uh, to where it's trying to get him to worship it. Um, and as he's down on the ground, Rafe looks over and he sees Rob dead again and next to the axe which had, had he had dropped on accident. Uh, so he uh, Rafe grabs a hold of the axe and he stabs the thing in its torso head thing. Terrifying. I think I guess it's the head. Yeah. Uh, and it it backs the hell off because it was not expecting that. No, shit. it it demanded uh, tribute and it got axe to the face or 
chest or whatever <laughs> face chest uh he uh he then hauls the hell out uh and i guess this whole thing was right next to the the edge of the forest because mm-hmm. they've been trying to get out of this forest for two days and it must be like three feet because he is able to run like a couple of feet and he's out of the forest and the jotun can't follow so and the it's jotun is stuck in the forest yeah and it starts screaming it at rafe and rafe screams right back and then we see Rafe walking a little bit, and then we see a car on on a road. So he starts walking to it, and end. So what do you think? Well, I love this movie. I told you that I love this movie before, but I think the the I think the thing for me is that the the whole point of this movie for for me, the way that I'm seeing it is Rafe was a coward. He he knows what he did was cowardly. There uh, I 100% believe that it was his fault. It's his fault that he had an alcohol problem, that he had to go get alcohol right then and there at that liquor store. His friend died. He did nothing to help him. The the guy had a steel pole, yes. It wasn't a gun. And there was 50 billion liquor bottles around him that he could have easily like just thrown at the guys or something. Something um and you even mentioned before that he could have like thrown something at the window to try to get more people in there you Mm. know to get attention um had his friend not died they wouldn't have gone to sweden Mm -hmm. so and and they mentioned that too in the movie he's like you know you walk it back mate i'm like oh this is a very english movie so if you don't understand like English terminology, you may have an issue. I've I've watched enough TV shows to kind of like oh, okay, I kind of understand that. But there's like a part where they start talking about Donners, and I'm like, what's a Donner? Yeah, like, we, were, we, were kinda, we were kind of confused about that. Yeah. Any there's, of our English folk, if you could please tell us what the heck a Donner is, we would appreciate it. It sounds tasty. I'm hoping it is. They said something about it being in Greece, but I, I I'm like, hmm. Talking about that... shish kebabs, and then he said chicken. He says no, not chicken, a Donner. No, no, he said not a Donner, chicken. Oh, okay. And then the other okay, guy was like, like Rob like Donners. Yeah. And I was like, what's a Donner? Stop saying that. Is it, is it, is is it, it like Rudolph? deer meat? I was like, is it Rudolph? Is it venison? I don't understand. Yeah. So we, we had some, we had some confusion about that one, but I feel like, um, the whole point of this movie was Rafe. I, I feel like all of those people were probably had, had sacrificed somebody to save their own life at, at some point. Um, and then when it came time for Loki, you know, the son of Loki to have followers, who better to have followers than people who have no spine? Nick Cowards. Who, who will yeah. never, yeah, who will never fight against you or anything else like that. And this was his way of overcoming that and becoming a man, a better person, you know, like somebody who stands up for, you know. Himself. Himself, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think, uh, honestly, this is, yeah, and I, I, I very much agree with you on this, but my thing is also that it's, it's probably something along the lines of uh, uh, redemption. He was trying to redeem himself, and in which he did at the end. He finally, you know, spined up and he, he you know, smacked God in the face with an axe. And not a lot of people can do that. Uh, you know, I want to see the next one, ritual where he comes back with, you know, eight shotguns and 20 dudes who were liquored up. And they just <laughs> pull that son of a bitch right out the forest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, a whole bunch of good old boys coming out of there. By his toes. Oh, what is that? He's got 18 points or something, man. Let's pull it on out of there. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be good. Yep. That's, that's good eating. It's, <laughs> just waiting for, like, some Duck Dynasty guy. Like, 50 years later, he's just like, 
I'll never forget the taste of God. You can't find that anymore. It ain't in the store. <laughs> Just, but uh, I, I really like this movie for the characters and the, and the people. There are some bits that are a little bit long. There are parts where you just see these like painful things happening. And uh, I, I'm not a super big fan of that, but uh, it's it's very good. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of Mid uh, Midsummer, uh, mainly because of the isolation that it has, and probably the forest because I think they they tried to run out for the forest to like a little bit, but they didn't really do a good job on it. Um, it is it is a very cold movie, so I really suggest we're we're taping this in in January, so definitely watch it in a cold place because I think that enhances everything for you. Uh, but I did like it. I liked it a lot. Um, what, what are you going to rate it? Um, I'm going to give it a 8 out of 10. Okay. Uh, we'll do 8 out of 10 creepy torso hand antlers. Okay. I uh, I will give it uh, 7 uh, just because I, I think it's, it's very solid. I think that you kind of have to be in the mood for it though. Uh, especially just for some of the stuff that's happening. So you really have to pay attention to it. Uh, so I will give it uh, seven uh, malfunctioning but finally firing uh, shot or uh, rifles uh, to the chest. Which I, just, I love that guy. He's just like, calm down, bro. It's going to be okay. And he fires. He's like, son of a bitch. And the dude's like, it's okay, dude. Just shit. And he's like, you see Rafe clicking, click, 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 click. Bam. Oh, thank God. And then he has to reload it. And you're just like, dude, okay. But at least he did it faster that he, time. He did a very good job on it. He only found two bullets, too. Poor bastard. Uh, but uh, what about you? Did you enjoy this movie? Or do you like these kind of, like, you know, survival slash horror movie kind of stuff. It kind of reminded me a little bit of the forest that we watched a long time ago. The the one where the no, Japanese suicide was, thing. It's just it's just because of the forestiness of it and the the fact that they had uh, both of the main characters had such um, a uh, guilt thing going on with them. Oh yeah, that's true. That's uh, true. But uh, I, what about you? Just let us know. Reach out to us at esat3am.com or at esat3am at gmail.com. Or on Facebook and Twitter at ESAT3AM. Or reach out to us on our uh, Anchor. Anchor FM uh, <laughs> site and leave us a voicemail. We'll be happy to hear from you. Uh, but until next time, uh, we'll see you then. Yep, and don't go uh, hiking in the woods. You just Sweden. don't. And even if you do, just stay to the path. I mean, I did want to go to Sweden up until I saw this movie. Literally, and then that kind of just like, eee. Stay to the damn path. That's all you have to do. It's a giant path. I don't want to see any, you know, bastard son of Lokis. We don't see those in the giant like areas that were open with the path true don't go into the forest people just stay in the path it's easy later bye